0: Welcome to Orpini. This is Sarah the Best. Parshat Emor, we are between Pesach Shinni and um, Lag Aimer. So, of course, what we want to figure out is, especially preparing for Lagba we're in the week of Hyde. What is the secret of Lag Aimer? What's it all about? You know, what what, what happens on Lagba Aimer that happens more on Lagba than the rest of the year? So, for instance, we know that Rashbi, Um, he revealed the deepest secrets, there's a whole history to it, that on the day of his passing he revealed much greater greater and deeper secrets than throughout his whole life. And, of course, it was written down. It wasn't ever written down. Those secrets weren't ever written down in his lifetime, but they were written down afterwards and they were buried and only found 1,300 years later. And, therefore, those farms made their way from maybe, I think, the Middle East or somewhere, and to southern Europe, eventually to northern Europe, and then they were began to be learned and taught, etc. And Hasidus today, it comes from that. So, these secrets, what are they the secrets about? And Logbimer is the day when it all comes out. What are they secrets about? They're the secrets about, number one, the world. What is this world? This world of Gaila, that if you put Hashem into it, becomes Geula. What exactly is this world? And who is Hashem? What are you putting into what? So, here in the Sikha we're just going to do a small piece. The Rebbe says that the word Geula, of course, we said Gaila everything we just said. Um, and so we really need to figure out what this Geula is. If you put Gaila if you put the Aleph into, into Gaila you have Geula. So we want to know what this Geula is that we're talking about the whole time. So what is the whole point of Geula? Hashem is visible. What's Galus all about? Hashem is invisible. Same world, but Hashem is invisible. What's Geula all about? Hashem is visible. Which changes everything. And so, and the fact is, the when we came out of Galus of Mitzrayim, we came out with gold and silver, and we went to all the Mitzrayim, and we asked them for their gold and silver, and we emptied out the shrine we emptied it out, we left it like um i think like a uh um a, a silo that has no more wheat and no more grain in it. We completely emptied out the shrine of all the sparks, nothing left, and even we took the people with us. we took the arab Rav. thanks very much now they make trouble for us. <laughs> Well, they came along with us too, so nothing of anything was left in Mitzrayim. So, why do we need to know that? We're not historians, because it's happening again. You say. the Geula means then not only that we left, we went out of Mitzrayim, but we took. You know, can you we we can you take the Jew out of? Egypt of Mitzrayim, yes, but you take we took the matter out of Mitzrayim. We took everything with us. Anything that was good there, the sparks of holiness that we went to get, we took them with us. And where were they embedded? The gold and silver. And what is the gold and silver part of? The physical world. That world number three. Look at three things and you won't do in the favor. That world of three, that world of three is basically made up of gold and silver. What's the main thing you would say about this world, the energy of this world? It's about money. It's about money. It's this skullist world is about money. So we took that money out. We took the world out of mitzrayim. You know, it's kind of like, you know, remember the days of the um, oven insert when people people don't use them so much anymore for stuff, you would put an oven insert into your oven. So, you know, we, we took it out. We took out the, we were there, we embedded ourselves, a little oven insert inside of Mitzrayim, and we stayed there for a couple of hundred years, and then we left. And as we pulled out the oven insert, it pulled out all of the inner workings and the kishkas and the electricity and all the other stuff. We it, it came out with it. So as we went out, all the good stuff that we went in to get in Mitzrayim came with us. And the interesting thing is that they gave it to us, willingly. So, Hashem put the chain, our chain, in their eyes. And not only did we say to them, please give us your jewelry, your gold, and your silver. And I think at first they resisted, but we said, well, we know where it is. They said, no, no, I think they probably said we don't have any. We said, yeah, it's in this drawer and that closet and this place. and they, Okay, fine, take it. But then they ran after us and said, Please, please, hello, hello, Jews, Jewish people, b'day Israel, take some more, you left some stuff behind. What is that? Remember, we're taking out the good stuff, the sparks. So they're running after us and set, essentially saying, you left some sparks behind. Please take them with you. It wasn't so much, you need, we're giving you more gold and silver. Please take some sparks with you, you left them behind. And then besides that, what happened? then whatever they kept for themselves got washed up on the yamso and then we were told to take that so here was this uh here was this boot camp in the thraim where you get to understand the distinct you know you get to think about the laws of nature and how they work and the limitations of nature because this is a place that worships the limitations of nature and we got to be there for a couple of hundred years and think see how they think and see if we wanted to think their way and see if they were right and they were wrong. So, it's interesting, um, it's interesting also that this command that we were told to go to them uh and ask for their gold and silver was said to us and not to them. And yet, um, the interesting thing is all of a sudden, they come to us and say, take the stuff. So, Taking this back to what's the gaula, because now we're in a world where we live in this pretty dark world and it looks less light every day. (laughs) There are some parts of of light, but it looks less light every day. It gets politically crazier, crazier and crazier every day. So since the gaula means the gaula and the elevation from the triumph, that's what gaula means. By How do you redeem Mitzrayim? How do you lift up Mitzrayim? Very simple. You recognize that Hashem is in the whole thing. You put Hashem, not only do you put Hashem in the picture, you stop, you stop forgetting that Hashem is in the picture. Right? So you could say it in two ways. One is, well, if I put Hashem in the picture, then it's a gu'ula. Okay, that's one way. The other way is, why do I have to put Hashem in the picture? I just have to stop, stop forgetting that he's there. You know, it's not like Hashem is somewhere else until I put him in the picture. He's not somewhere else. He's there, but I keep pretending he's not. So if I stop pretending that he's not and recognize, oh my goodness, I cannot believe this, but Enot Nozada, it's really true. You know, there's, there are moments in people's lives when they suddenly, they suddenly realize, Oh my goodness, it really is true. It, it hits a person. So that's what happened. And not only that, guess what happened to the Mitzrayim, to the Egyptians? The Yedu Mitzrayim Kiani Hashem. They got to know something too. They got to know that there's a God who runs, who rules the world. They got to put the Alephs. they were in The Mitzrayim is Ga'ila, the Gailah, the dark Gailah. They, they suddenly realized there's an Aleph in this Gailah. There's an Aleph in this Gailah, which is, there's a God who runs this world. That for them was huge. That was really huge. That's probably why they ran after us and said, take the sparks. All of a sudden, they saw the master plan. For them, it was very big. That's the part where, that's the phase we're in now in the world. The world coming to the recognition of, oh my goodness, this is a geyla, and there is actually a God who runs the world. It's happening slowly, maybe very quickly, and 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 that's probably why it's so messy and crazy and um, and dark. Because what's happening now in the world is Vay-e di, Vay-e di Mitzrayim ki a the, the nations of the world, the people who live in a regular world, you know, they turn on their TV and they watch the news. And, and, and they're trying, and they get to realize there's actually a God who runs the world. So it had to be, and it was, that they came to us of their own free will. Specifically of their own free will. We could not force that on them. It's kind of like Kabbalah the, Zemalchus, the nation has to accept the king. Who's the, the king? Hashem. The people, the mitzvah. They, they have to accept the master plan. There's a king, he has his chosen people, they're the teachers of the world, they're the light to the nations, the whole thing works in a very specific plan from Hashem, and they cannot have it forced on them. And by the way, and they have to come to the recognition that there there are laws. There there's an order to this world, which is what the Tyra says about, about the stuff that people are fighting today, you know, about male, female and, and and uh life and justice and all the things that they're fighting against of their own free will they are intended to come to the point where they realise wow, it's actually true, and realize they need to treat us properly because we're their ticket, in a way. We're their ticket. So um, so we see that this, this second idea of guula that the guula is made of the same stuff as gaila. Two things about the guula The guula is when you Take the gaila and you recognize, wow, you put Hashem, you stop blocking the Aleph, you stop blocking Hashem and you realize Hashem is totally part of the world and he's creating the whole world and he's creating the whole world at every single second custom made according to the way I'm doing things. That's the real revolution that we're not used to so much. But the world, we thought that the world was rigid, you know, Newtonian. We thought that the world is a certain world and we have to adjust to it and do all these laws and do all these mitzvahs and, and that's just the way it is. And here we learn in Hasidus that the world is totally malleable. It's, and you see it in brainwave research. Literally you see it, I'm just saying because I'm studying it now. You see it in brainwave research. Every single second our brain cells are changing our brain. Based on what you're thinking at this moment, That is forming new brain cells and new synapses. So if you think a certain thought, and this is, this is straight research, if you think a certain thought for an hour, as you're thinking it, it's creating new synapses in your brain and new neurons, new neurons and new neuron connections as you're thinking this thought. When you think the same thought for an hour, it doubles the the neurons, the pathways that it's traveling around. I mean, think of it like this. Think of it like this. It's as if, you know, you have an extension cord. You have an extension cord in your house. And it's after an hour of using it, it's twice the thickness. And after two hours, it's twice that thickness. It keeps doubling in size every, every, every hour. So that would be quite a thick uh, extension cord after using it. But that's what happens in your brain. Now, again, everything's very small in the brain. But after thinking a certain thought for an hour, the, you've created, you've doubled the, the neurological, either the neurons or the, neuro, the, the, the brain cells and the brain circuitry. You've doubled it in one hour. So, so we understand we really want to think gutlidic thoughts. Because the more we create circuitry in our brain for thoughts, the more those thoughts are just going to happen automatically because you have such heavy circuitry. you know if they have all of the bus lines already set up for bus number forty two everybody's just going to take number forty two because you go to the station that's all you see is bus number forty two nobody's even going to try the other alternatives. you know they have so many buses available everybody's just going to jump on the bus number forty two the little known bus you know till you till you find it. The, Somewhere, forget it, just take the 42. So whatever is going on, as as we think, we're literally it's doubling per hour. So you want to think the kind of things that are going to, um, you know, become the po- popular popular thoughts <laughs> because the popular thoughts can either become the negative ones that we repeat for an hour, which we know how to do that, or the positive ones, which we're doing for an hour straight, which we know how to do that. And so, and the brain is then adjusting to the thinking, and and it's creating it's creating something and then the environment that you live in sets itself up according to that you know you'll you'll create a little environment obviously that's going to work for you so that explains in a very simple way how you sort of in the simplest way can kind of create a reality based on your thoughts in a very scientific way not some woo woo way but in a very scientific way so this idea of 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 putting the aleph into gailah. That's what we want to do because it creates a geula reality. It creates a reality with Hashem in the world who is responsive to us. Hashem's not just running in the world. The first recognition is th- that the midterm had is, oh, my goodness, God is running the world? Are you serious? That was the first recognition. Now we're on to a much more sophisticated understanding of that. And also, of course, for us, that was basic. So for us, the discovery and really the non-Jewish world has discovered it better, which is, wow, God is responsive to my thoughts. He's kind of watching me to see what kind of world I'm looking for, and he is, he's responsive to my thoughts. Does he always give us what we want? No, I would, we wouldn't say that, but he's paying close attention to my thoughts, and he, he's, he's very much in tune with what I'm doing and thinking at any given second, and he's creating reality. With that in mind, so that's right. That's a that's a huge thing. So we're going to sum all this up here one second. So the what we're saying is um, that Gullis, that the is created from the same old place, um, the same old place. And then the, when we came out of Eretz we came out with great wealth. We're going to come out with great wealth now, too, because um, that embedded in that great wealth is not just that we need money. It seems like in your mind, what are you going to do with all that money? You'll have everything. That seems like the time you won't need money. But it's not just the money, but somehow the whole physical world, which was what was the, what was all the gold and silver for? What did we do with it when we came out of mistrime? We built the Mishkan, and the Mishkan then became the base of Mishkan. The whole, all the gold and silver in the whole world was created. Gold was created for the base of Mishkan. That became very obvious when we came out of the They said, "Hey guys, take the gold and silver. You're going to be building a Mishkan, right?" I mean, they didn't say it in those words, but so to speak. And then that's going to become the base of Mishkan, right? Uh, I guess so. And then that's going to become the third base of Mishkan, right? Uh, I guess so. So you make sure you take all this stuff with you, right? Uh, yeah, so you guys have to have all the money, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was the situation. So, and we're going to just end off with this. From this, we understand about all the gu'ulas that come from the first gu'ulas, um, that there will be great wonders, and of course, we're in the year of Klaus Arenu, that, um, means lifting up everything from Gaila and Dafka in the Gullus is where where you form the Gula from that very place. Okay, we're going to continue tomorrow and ask the question, which will be, um, if the mainstream figured out there's a God, Aleph plus Gai plus Allah is Gula, what did we figure out? That's it. They figured out there's a God. We knew that. So there must be. More sophisticated explanations to what this Aleph means that you add to the Gailah. And there are, and specifically for, for Jewish people and those who learn Tyre and those who learn Tyre on a higher level, there's a much more sophisticated level available, which we will learn tomorrow in Mirza Shem, but so we, may we find ourselves in the mitzvah Vashlema immediately now.